The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The crowds who were gathering to be baptized by John asked him, What should we do? In reply, John said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, John proclaimed the good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. On this third Sunday of Advent, Gaudete Sunday, we continue our focus on the ministry of John the Baptist. John is the forerunner of the Christ. He is the one who prepares the way of the Lord. And we see him, as I mentioned in last week's homily, we see him do many strange things, things that aren't obvious why he's doing them. But his actions are full of meaning. He is the new Elijah. He comes to Israel like an angel. He lives out in the wilderness. He's detached from these physical concerns. He, does, he just eats locusts and honey, and uh, he wears just this camel skin uh, to show us that he is separated from the world, and yet he still puts on the garment of flesh because he is still one of us, but he is he's separated from us because he's a witness of the deeper reality of what God is calling us to. And so he's also preparing us by going out into the desert. Uh, he's calling for a new exodus and a new return from exile, I should say, the end of the new exodus and the end of the exile. Uh, because the Jordan, the place where the, uh, John was baptizing, just north of the Dead Sea, that's where Joshua uh, brought the people of Israel at the end of the Exodus. And so crossing the Jordan River marked the entrance into the Promised Land. And so that's what John is doing as well. He's saying that you've come to the end of your wanderings in the desert. No longer have to be, uh, you don't have to longer be separated from your promised land. You can come and enter into the new promised land. And what is this new promised land? It is a relationship of grace, God dwelling within us. So we have to repent and turn to the Lord in order to come into this new kingdom of God. But it's also a return from exile. So uh, after the fall of the kings of Israel, um, the division of the kingdoms from the north and the south, 
the northern tribes went into exile in Assyria, and they never returned from exile. The southern tribes, Judah and Benjamin, went into exile in uh, Babylon, and they returned from exile. They rebuilt the temple, they rebuilt Jerusalem, but uh, the, Israel still hasn't really been reunited. The northern tribes are still in exile. They're still wandering. And so the prophet Isaiah had foretold that the Lord would gather them all back together. He would gather them to be one people again, uh, along with the Gentiles. And so that's what John is also proclaiming in the desert, that God is going to lay low the mountains, raise up the valleys. Uh, He's going to bring all of these people back from exile to be his people in his promised land. And so the Lord is approaching. John is telling us God is near. He is He's on the bank. He is ready to enter into our lives. And when we look at the first reading and the second reading uh, from Zephaniah and from uh, Philippians, that uh, both Zephaniah and St. Paul, uh, we get (laughs) passages where they're talking about rejoice, uh, that the Lord is with you. However, what precedes both of those passages is a (laughs) very strong rebuke of very sinful behavior that uh, that these people have gotten the punishment that they deserve, um, that they had sinned, they had turned away from the Lord, but in repenting, uh, they are now ready to receive the Lord again. And he is in their midst. Uh, in Zephaniah, it's, it's addressing that when he says, he says twice in this passage, that the Lord is in your midst. Uh, in Hebrew, uh, in your midst, what it, the word he uses there actually means in your womb that the Lord is in your womb. And so Israel was the bride of God, uh, but she had been unfaithful. Uh, She had turned away from the Lord. She had sinned, and yet the Lord was still with her. The Lord is still in her womb, uh, waiting to be born again. And so Mary is the new Israel. She is the faithful bride of God. And so we are rejoicing this Sunday because the Lord is in Mary's womb, the Lord is waiting to be born to us. We also, on this third uh, Sunday, wear rose vestments. We have the rose candle uh, because they, it's, it's symbolic of the sunrise, that when we see the perfect, beautiful sunrise, the whole sky turns rose, turns pink, uh, in expectation of the sun being born again, born new to us, on this fresh morning. And so we celebrate, rejoice that the Lord is there. The Lord is in the womb of Mary waiting to be born to us. But Mary is also an image of not only of Israel, but of the church, that God is in the womb of the church. And that's what uh, we celebrate at every mass, that God is in the womb of the church waiting to be born to us in the Eucharist so that we may receive him. And so we give thanks this glorious Sunday, Gaudete Sunday, that the Lord has uh, called us to repentance. He's called us to turn away from sin, called us to turn back to him. But he's in the womb of the church. He is waiting to be born uh, so that we may receive him and rejoice. As St. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. May God bless you. 
you enjoyed this homily, please subscribe, please share, and keep following because I'm going to continue to preach the word in faith and truth. God bless.